0: Today I'm going to share with you my top seven business mistakes so that you can avoid them like the plague, fast track yourself to greater levels of fun, success, freedom, and yeah, of course, money doing what you love to do inside of your business on this episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. Do you ever feel like you were made for more and you just don't know what this looks like yet? My name is Jordan Ulrich and I've made it my mission to help people just like you align with your inner genius, lead a fulfilling life on your terms and facilitate true transformation from the inside out. Authentic Success is here to challenge you, inspire you and bring you actionable strategies for stepping into the highest version of yourself from some of the world's greatest minds. You were put here with a unique purpose. It's time that we discover it and bring it to life. This is the Authentic Success Podcast. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. My name is Jordan Ulrich and wow, I am excited for multiple reasons. Uh, The first is that it's Monday, love Mondays. The second is that you guys, I'm having the best coffee, one of the best coffees I've ever had in my entire life. And the third one is that I get to lay out some of the biggest mistakes that I've made in business, so that you can avoid the same ones, because a lot of these I paid cash for them. I learned them the hard way. So, whether you are an aspiring entrepreneur, or you maybe you have a coaching business or you're a practitioner, maybe you're stuck in one to one coaching land and you want to expand, you want to grow, but you don't really know what this looks like, well, let me lay it out for you. So, my entrepreneurial journey started in 2017. I found out that I was going to be a dad in June of 2017 and I knew that I had a big decision to make. I was either going to start in business or I was going to live in employee land for the rest of my life and I knew that that was not something that fit the vision that I had for my life. So I basically dove in headfirst, and I dove in headfirst, and it was a complete dumpster fire and I just figured it out as I went and there were some really, really hard lessons that I learned along the way. Now before I dive into today's episode, I want to invite you to a very, very exciting three-day event called Thrive Accelerator. This is a three-day workshop series in which I'm gonna share with you not just everything I've learned doing multiple six figures in sales, uh, but also how to design a business around your ideal lifestyle creating time and location freedom, generating passive income and diversifying your revenue, doing work that fills your soul and your bank account because honestly, what's the point? of making money if you're not having fun with it and you're not doing what you like to do and you don't get to enjoy some of the freedom that business brings you. So this is going to be a three-day event. This is going to take place on March 15th, 16th, and 17th. You can go to jordanolrichcom forward slash accelerator. It's completely free and I would love to see you there. So let's talk about this. So when I started out in business, my first business was an offline business offering guided fly fishing trips. At the time, I was a fly fishing guide, and I thought that, okay, well, I'm a pretty good fly fishing guide, so surely this should be an absolute cakewalk, and I had another thing coming to me. So the first mistake, you know, the the first of seven that are you know some of the biggest ones that I've made was carrying an employee mindset into business. This is a kiss of death and I'll tell you why, because an employee mindset says something like this, the harder I work and the more hours I put in, surely the more money I'm going to make. doesn't really work like that because I'm going to share with you in a couple steps um, why this, this is an absolutely horrendous approach and a horrid mindset to carry into business because it's going to leave you strapped, it's going to leave you uh, likely just treading water financially and working really, really hard on your business without things really materializing, right? So I typically would look at my, you know, I would look at my revenue from a per day or a per hour perspective, right? Because at the time as a fishing guide, I was charging $550 a day for a guided fishing trip and so to me, it was like my time was always tied to my money. And I just figured that if I work more hours, magic is going to unfold. And quite the opposite unfolds, uh, actually, <laughs> when, when uh, you, you focus on your business like this, right? More hours, more success, it just doesn't work like that, right? I didn't understand leverage. I didn't understand automation. I didn't understand scale. I didn't an- understand any of these things. But you know, looking back, it was just, I didn't really know anything, right? So there's nothing, you can't be hard on yourself for things like this, but I would say for sure, if you're transitioning or have recently transitioned from a job into a business, ask yourself, what areas of my mindset am I carrying from job mentality into business mentality, right? And I was kind of always just working for the sake of like paying the bills, not growing my business as big as I could. It was just like, oh, can I make enough money to pay the bills, right? Because that's just how my mind had been conditioned from the start, right? So carrying the uh, carrying the mindset, uh, and when I say mindset, I mean it's really important to understand that, that uh, 80 plus percent of your success in business is going to be... Based on your your mindset and your your conditioning in your mind and your subconscious blueprint, and less than twenty percent is going to be you know the how to. We start to learn that the how to is very very easy. Okay, so carrying the mindset of the employee, more hours, more success, more money, uh, is a total lie. But that was one of the biggest mistakes that I made. Now the second one, and let me tell you that this caused stomach ulcers over time, and. Um, Uh, literally, figuratively speaking, is lack of financial planning and organization. There's a great book, there's a great business book called The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. And in the book, he gives a classic example of a lady who owns a pie shop. And she figures that just since she's really good at making pies, surely business is going to be very easy for her, right? But the problem is, that she doesn't, she doesn't look at it as a business. She looks at it as basically just making pies and trying to keep her head above water financially. So when I looked at, uh, and and I kind of had the same idea, right? Okay, I'm a good fishing guide, so surely you know it's going to be very easy for me to create lots of money, um, you know, to create lots of money. But what I didn't think about was I looked at it from the perspective of, oh, I get to charge, you know, when I was an employee fishing guide, I would make maybe uh, $200 a day, okay, so I thought, okay, now that I make, you know, five or $600 a day, I'm going to be like really making bank, and then I got to, nothing was more painful than getting to the end of my first guiding season going, oh, wow, Um, I have no money left over, and this is a seasonal business, so now I really have to pull the rabbit out of the hat just to keep cash coming in. And God, that was just such a painful winter for me because I was just a walking ball of financial anxiety. So, lack of financial planning and organization, like looking at your numbers regularly, uh, planning each quarter, how much money is going to be coming in, how is that money going to be uh, making its way into my business? That's really, really important. You have to treat it like a business. And my coach, Belinda, um, she always says it, even if you aren't motivated by money, your business is, right? Business is the life, uh, money is the lifeblood of a business, right? And it's a great way to measure the financial health of a business. And I just didn't take the money seriously. I just looked at it as like, uh, I'm I'm self-employed now. I didn't really look at it as a real business. And I did not plan financially properly. And these are still things I'm learning, right? This is one of my biggest lessons over the last few years, but man, if I could get somebody to start there, you know, like that's a very, very powerful place to start is okay, well, how much money does it actually take for me to live the life that I want to live and how am I going to create that money? What are my expenses going to be? What are some of my, you know, from a money in, money out perspective, right? So it's very important to understand the financial side of things and that's just something I didn't take seriously at the start and it came back Uh, to bite me really 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 bad in a very painful manner uh, over time. And the other thing I'd say too is the more clarity that you have around your financials and the more organized you are with them uh, the less financial stress you're going to feel in your business without a doubt. If you're aiming for let's just say that your personal expenses are 50k so maybe it it's going to take you know 100 or, or 120 in your first year to to really be living comfortably uh, inside of your business, well you need to plan for that, right? And I just thought, okay, well I'm going to be making you know some serious bank now that I'm you know making Oprah money because I make $500 a day as a fishing guide, well I never did the math on thinking that if I guided 100 days that's only $50,000 top line revenue, right? So like not a lot of money, uh, I just didn't plan for it. Now the third one, and this is so, so important, is not seeking out coaching immediately. In business, there are always people that are living the life that we want to live and they have the results that we want. And the way to access their intellectual capital is we're going to pay them, right? We know now that money is a means of exchange. We talked about that in the last episode. Money is a means of exchange, right? So we are going to pay them to share their knowledge and their intellect with us so that we don't have to make all the painful mistakes ourselves, right? We're either going to exchange time and effort which are not replenishable or we're going to exchange money which is very replenishable uh, in order to get the help that we need and no matter what level you're at you're going to need coaching because there's a great saying that says new levels new devils and every level that you're at you're going to need coaching you're going to need assistance right treat this like a real business so seek out coaching seek out people that and don't just hire the first person that cold pitches you in your dms on instagram that's like hey i help coaches scale to you know 100k a month it's like okay well if they're just peppering you with inquiry all the time they probably need you more than you need them so don't hire people like that what i do when i look at hiring coaches or practitioners is uh, what are the results that they have a for themselves and b what are the results that they've already got for their clients right so when if somebody were to come to me and they're like, hey, I need help with my online business, I could first, I would show them like, okay, well, this is what I've been able to do for myself and this is what I've been able to do for people. Uh, and I didn't start out in the business coaching world, right? A lot of people that teach business, like they only te- they only made money uh, doing what they're currently doing. So make sure if you're gonna hire a coach that they've made money elsewhere, right? That they didn't just start out as their first business being business coaching because they learned from some books or something, uh, don't do that. And a lot of coaches out there, it's a it's a very smoke and mirrors industry. So take your time, but hire somebody that you can work with on the long term that's gonna help you out, you know, that has, look at the life that they have, right? Like look at the money that they're making, look at the, uh, uh, not just that, but look at the level of joy that they experience. How much fun, how much flow, how much automation, like what are they doing in their life and base your decision off of that. Now the fourth one, and this is huge, and this is so, so important. When I work with people directly, um, this is one of the first things that we do is we actually do a lot of mapping on passive revenue streams. But the first, you know, when I started out my first business, I did not plan for and create enough passive revenue streams. So we have active income, which is, which is income that we work for, right? So if you're a coach, let's just say that you charge, you know, uh, $500 an hour. Okay, great, well, that's good, but you're, in order to make $1,000, you're going to need to work another hour. But when we have passive revenue streams, right, so so passive income is money that, uh, yes, we are going to front load our time, In setting up the vehicle but then that money is going to make itself over and over and over. My first introduction and we'll have a whole you know multiple mini episodes on passive income because I love it but the first uh, taste of passive income I ever got was a $10 ebook a $10 fly fishing ebook that I wrote in February 2019 because I just come home from a uh, from a trade show and I didn't have a lot of money so I thought okay well what could I do obviously not going to be facilitating much in the way of guided fishing trips when there's nine inches of snow outside my window so what could I do to create income So, my first introduction to online anything so I sold this $10 ebook but what was magical was the first thing was that I, I sold 58 copies in the first day <laughs> which to me at the time was huge because I'd made almost $600 and I wasn't working And that kind of broke the barrier for me. That was like my new four minute mile that made new things possible for me. But the second thing was that for years to come, every single day, somebody would buy that ebook, right? So it was like this tiny little source of passive income that I had over and over and over and over. But you need to map passive revenue streams because, and you need a multitude of them because you don't wanna be working all the time. You want to take time off, but you want revenue to keep coming in. This is so important. You guys, please, like, take this one real seriously, okay? You need, whether this is, you know, you have, uh, and and don't just map one, like, we want, you know, eBooks, workshops, uh, Amazon affiliate, referral links, all these different things, like, there's so many ways to generate passive revenue, but you need to have it. It's mission critical, and don't, don't, Don't skip it, okay? So we need to be mapping a multitude of passive revenue streams, at least four to six, preferably more than that. Now, the fifth one, oh my, this also caused a lot of stress, anxiety, and fatigue in my life. It took a toll on my health, my relationships, my overall well-being. And this is what Tim Ferriss calls in his book, The 4-Hour Workweek, work for work's sake. W4WS. AKA busy work and filling every waking hour with quote unquote work. This is when we are doing things for the sake of doing things to feel good about the fact that we're doing things. We feel like oh look at me I'm really achieving big things by tweaking the font on my website. That is not a revenue generating activity that is something you can hire someone off of fiverr.com for $10 to do. And when you step into the world of entrepreneurship, and this is a hard lesson for me because I've just been really learning this over the last year, is that just because you can work all day, seven days a week, doesn't mean you should. I haven't had a job since uh, in about five years, and I, I don't plan on it, but don't fill every waking hour with work thinking that it's being productive, right? It's probably not. Uh, if we look at the 80-20 rule, you know, 20% of your actions are getting you 80% of the results. Well, what are the 20% of those actions and how can you do that a little bit more? And how can you start to delegate some of the things that you don't like doing? When I started out in business, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to work really hard today. I'm going to put in a 16-hour day and I would just like rebuild my website or do something stupid uh, that, that didn't make me any money. It just drained my energy. And again, money is the lifeblood of business, so we have to make sure that some of these activities are going to either be generating leads or generating revenue over time. And filling every waking hour with work, quote-unquote, I'm using air, work, uh, air quotes, but you can't see me right now. Um, filling every waking hour with doing something, like it's, it's just... Yeah, I mean, unless you're really trying to prove something to someone, (laughs) which I think I was at the time. I think I was trying to prove to my in-laws that I had a real business, and so I would just be like, yeah, you know, I'm not a part-time, you know, 40-hour-a-week guy. I'm a -a 100-hour-a-week guy, Um, and it was just like, it's really stupid, so don't do it. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, take time to have fun. Like, go golfing, go fishing, go play tennis, go, you know, make time for things. Like, sit, you know, I don't mean sit and binge Netflix all day, but take a day to binge Netflix and schedule it in your calendar so that you can rest your body and recharge yourself because it's so incredibly important that you're not like look business is not supposed to take away your freedom it's supposed to generate freedom and yes when you start out you're likely going to be wearing every single hat for a while till you have cash flow that you're going to be able to hire out some things um, you're going to be maybe putting in more hours than you were at your job I still probably work, I mean, I guess, yeah, I don't work that much, but I work more on things that generate money now than I used to because I used to just get caught up in doing, you know, just aimless things all day long for the sake of filling in my schedule. So take a walk, like go have some fun and draft, you know, activities that are going to generate revenue. Now that ties me into number six, which is not understanding what. A revenue generating activity is my uh, wife at the time went away for three days with my daughter in the fall of 2019 I was pretty new to business I'd had a business you know maybe to sorry fall 2018 um, I'd had you know I would had a business uh, for it was kind of my first year of having a business it was about my one year anniversary and I worked. I remember her coming back and me like, "Yeah, you know, I just worked like 50 hours over the weekend, right?" And it was like, "Wow, cool, 50 hours, great." But how many dollars did I generate in that 50 hours? Um, hmm. Let's look at a cold hard zero, and that's because I would sit down at my laptop with the intention of doing magical great things in my business, but I didn't actually know what a revenue generating activity looked like. And there's kind of two legs to this. There's either activities we take that are going to set us up for making money, which would be things like what I'm doing right now, which is like podcasting, or creating content, or YouTube, or blogging, or or whatever it is. Those are things that are going to generate traffic that are then going to generate conversions in the future and then there's things that are actually like generating the revenue that's like getting in front of a client on a sales call that's like uh, building a landing page that's writing your email scripts that's sending out your pre-launch emails that's uh, facilitating a paid workshop it's sending an email to your list saying, hey I need you know I'm taking 10 people for this program it's five hundred dollars you know and then collecting the cash understand what a revenue generating activity is so that when you sit down at your laptop you don't just like get really fired up and then spend three hours on Pinterest or Facebook or YouTube and I mean yeah you just have to understand that you don't need permission to make the money there's no age requirement, height requirement, weight requirement you know there's not different weight classes for for revenue generating like just make the money and you might do it in ways that aren't you know when you start out you're just kind of doing a lot of sifting and sorting but don't wait to make the money right even if it means like you you do something for a while and you're like mm, this is good it's making me some money but I don't really enjoy it that much it's like okay well at least you did it and you're still creating cash while you are doing it and if it really sucks then just stop right but don't stop and then let your income completely dry up like the money needs to be coming in every single day every day new money every day money in money out let it flow right but understand what is a revenue-generating activity in my business. If you're a coach, you know tweaking the font on your website is not a revenue-generating activity. It's not even really something that's gonna set you up to make money, it's just something that we do to fill the schedule. Uh, but you know, reaching out to potential affiliates and being like, hey, I'm running this program, I'm running a 30% commission, would you like to participate? That's a revenue-generating activity. That's one that's gonna set you up to make money in the future. Um, if, if you're an artist, right? doing the painting is something that's going to set you up to make money, but don't sit on 100 paintings before you actually go sell them, right? Uh, pitching to offices and art galleries like, hey, this is my work, I, I'm interested in selling it, right? Uh, that's revenue generating, generating activity. Uh, making a post on Instagram to your followers that says, hey, I have a one of one that's an original, it's $3,000, first come, first serve, that's a revenue generating activity. So you need to understand what a revenue generating activity is and do it and sometimes we think that revenue generating activities aren't fun but usually they're actually the most fun so understand that that making money is an enjoyable pastime it's an enjoyable thing it's not a chore it's a privilege and you can have a lot of fun and make a lot of money so don't you know don't think that you have to separate or sacrifice it to you. now number seven And this was a freaking painful lesson for me to learn, is understand the difference between what you make and what you keep, right? This is the top and your bottom line revenue. And I know that we've talked a lot about money in this episode, but it's because A, um, well, unapologetically, I love talking about money, but also the second one is that money is really important in your business. It's what's going to let you quit your job. It's what's going to let you take, um, you know, it's what's going to let you take the vacation. It's what's going to let you put your kid in soccer. It's what is going to let you just take a few days off and be like, "Mm, my revenue is still coming in. Nice. Uh, But understand the difference between what you make and what you keep, right? So when I was a fishing guide, I would start out and think, oh, $550 a day. That's great. I make $550 a day. It goes to me. Um, Hello. We have fuel expenses. We have business expenses. We have marketing. We have taxes. We have all these things. So what I was taking home was really not that you know not that glamorous to be honest it was it was actually probably below minimum wage um, if we're looking at you know personal income so when someone comes to me and they're like yeah I, I do you know three hundred thousand dollars a year in sales I'm like oh that's cool right but what are your expenses right because if you're making 300k you're in sales but you're spending 250 of it well that's you know or, or 290 of it that's not that exciting uh, someone's like yeah we have you know we have a 40 million dollar company it's like okay well if you're spending you know 39.9 million a year uh or or you're spending 40 a year right okay so the it's a big shiny number on the front end but when we actually take the take the magnifying glass and look at the bottom line it's actually not uh very exciting so understand the difference between revenue and profit and you need to stop chasing revenue all the time because hey uh coming from personal experience you can burn revenue really quickly. You can make a lot of money and still end up at at uh, dead zero at the end of the year. And so just understand, like, keep your money. And a great book, I love this book, uh, is called Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. Uh, really, really beautiful money management system for business. I will leave a link to that in the show notes. Now, that is seven of them. Uh, I could probably list you 7,000 business mistakes because I probably make you know, one to 10 every single day, uh, if not more. Uh, So just as a recap, we have carrying the employee mindset, lack of financial planning and organization, not seeking coaching immediately, not creating enough passive revenue streams right off the bat, work for work's sake, AKA busy work, AKA, hey, look at me, I'm so busy, but not actually making any money, Uh, not understanding what your revenue generating activities are and the difference between what you make and what you keep. Bonus lesson is something that I call shiny object syndrome. Shiny object syndrome is when you are constantly bouncing from one thing to the next, trying to strike it rich without actually committing to anything. So when I started my fly fishing business, I was like also looking at like, oh, you know, I should get a life coaching certification. Oh, I could do this. Oh, I should do freelance photography. Oh, I should do this. I was just so one foot in, one foot out, very wishy washy in my business because I had no plan and I wasn't making a lot of money so I was looking at and also I needed to make money quickly so I was looking at all these different ways Um, (laughs) probably the most embarrassing one was that uh, I had a light box where I would take photos in Uh, I would do like fly tying tutorials and post them on YouTube Uh, one of my ideas one time when I was really strapped financially was what if I took Photos for commercial cannabis companies because the cannabis legalization boom was happening at the time and Then I sat down one day and I was like, what am I doing? I was like, I'm just desperately trying to create Money quickly in any way possible and I'll tell you this when you know how to create money quickly Your level of stress goes down really quickly, but don't bounce from one thing to the next if your business isn't pumping out cash in the first three months don't give up on it and become a hula dancer because deep down you want to be a photographer but you think you can't make money at it so you you know just start doing random things trying to generate cash. Commit to it, right? There's a great saying that says we greatly overestimate what we can do in a year but we underestimate what we could do in two or three decades. Have the 30-year vision. Have the 20-year vision. Have the 10-year vision, right? Understand that things take time And don't bounce from one thing to the next. If you start your podcast and you're not generating money from it right away, like in a year, two years, three years, five years, right? How did Joe Rogan get a $100 million contract with Spotify? Did he do it on his first episode? No. How did Mr. Beast get to 90 million YouTube subscribers? Did he do it on his first video? No. Look at how many videos he posted over and over and over and over. So things take time. Commit. And have a plan being like, hey, even though things aren't that great right now, I know that in a year, these are the steps I'm taking. And this is going to have like, you know, I I drafted up a plan for having, you know, total financial freedom by my 30th birthday, meaning that my passive revenue, uh, my passive recurring revenue is greater than my monthly expenses by July 22nd, 2022. But I also have a plan in place for it, right? I'm not just being like, hopefully this comes my way. And so just understanding like walking the line between between that commitment and not being afraid to try new things because you do have to be honest with yourself when something's not working but it's just important to understand like what are those um You know what is the big vision that you have and don't bounce from one thing to the next to the next to the next to the next because things don't happen in the first 24 hours okay so if you are uh, an aspiring business owner maybe it's Monday morning you're driving to your job and you're like god I don't want to do this anymore or you know you just started a business and you're kind of stuck or you're kind of lost um, I'm just thankful to be able to share these things and and thankful to be able to back it up with things that I've actually done in my life I'm not just spewing things I read in a book these are things that that I lost money and sleep over (laughs) so that I can help you avoid the same mistakes so again if you would like to join the accelerator program it's completely free Uh, thrive accelerator it's a three-day three-day workshop series I'm so grateful and excited to facilitate this for you because uh, honestly, we are gonna lay it all out so that you can not just have uh, an online business that turns what you love to do into what you do every single day and supports your ideal lifestyle, but we're actually gonna look at like top to bottom. How what do you want for your life? Like you want a business that has, let me tell you two things: time, location, and uh, time freedom and location freedom to set your own schedule and work from where you want to work that's a beautiful thing and then financial freedom comes later after that because typically takes a little more time but time location uh time freedom god i messed that up twice time freedom and location freedom crucial crucial things right do the work that makes you happy that adds major value to other people that gets uh, allows you to live the life that you really want to live So you can go to jordanolrichcom forward slash accelerator, grab a free spot in the workshop series, and I will see you on the next episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. Enjoy your Monday, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Authentic Success Podcast. If you've made it this far, it means you are not a dabbler and that you are someone who's truly committed to making a lasting change. If you like what you heard, please leave a rating, comment, or review as it helps me bring this message to more people that need it. If you want to go a step further, this is an invitation to grab a free copy of my book, Authentic Success, at jordanulrich.com forward slash success. Keep your energy up, keep moving forward even when it's scary, and I'll see you on the next episode.